ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 191st ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, Com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and events of the week that I covered. Also later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was the Kentucky-Notre Dame Classic last Saturday night, which is really as good as college basketball gets. The game had everything. First of all, drama going down to literally the final second. You had Kentucky chasing history, trying to become the first team ever to go 40-0 and and win the national championship, of course. Had standout individual performances uh, on both sides of the floor. Many comebacks. I mean, when Notre Dame was up six with around five minutes or so to go, it looked like uh, they had them. And Kentucky had some leads also. It looked like they had them. Neither held true as uh, both teams battled back from deficits and uh, brought it right down to, again, literally the final second. And lastly, it had compelling personalities. Uh, Coach John Calipari, Coach Mike Bray. It's a coach's world in college basketball these days. Uh, And certainly that game had that. Coach Bray had a fabulous game plan. Uh, You can't come any closer to pulling that upset than what he did. And Calipari, to his credit, uh, you know, they survived. They got it done. So obviously coaches uh, are in vogue at the Final Four. And uh, to say it's just a classic set of coaches is, uh, you know, it's the most Final Fours ever for the four coaches in this year's Final Four. So that just says it all right there. My low light of the week was how this whole Indiana law controversy has become part of the Final Four weekend. The timing is just incredible, and it's just, leads to the question, you, know, you, you can't make this stuff up. And, you know, how did this happen is really the question. Just, uh, you know, and we'll see how it all pans out. But, you know, for some, it may be the literally the take-home message from Final Four weekend is this whole controversy. So it's, again, you just have to shake your head and say, uh, how do these things happen? It's just crazy. My bizarre story of the week Uh, And it's a good bizarre, I'm loving it, is the sideline enthusiasm being displayed by Coach Mike Krzyzewski of Duke. Coach K, as we've all watched over the past 35 years now, hard to believe, is uh, 
often reserved. So I have simply never seen the enthusiasm that he has displayed late game in both of last week's regional games. Uh, it's just, again, bizarre to see, but again, it's good to see. Uh, he just simply loves this team. You know, he's been saying it this week, which is finally, you know, the answer as to why he is so uh, animated on the sidelines. And uh, I just think it's great uh, that they have brought out his youthful exuberance. And uh, like we, again, like we have never seen before. And uh, I can't wait to watch how it all turns out this weekend with the final four. Well, my event of the week that I covered last weekend uh, was the Business of Sports Spring Conference at beautiful nearby Babson College. And it was uh, created by and put on by Shooting Touch, which since 2007 has used basketball as a platform for health education and social development from under-resourced areas of uh, the world and three continents. Coincidentally, it was founded right here in my town of Medfield, Massachusetts by Justin and Lindsay Kittredge. So this popular and high-energy event was just excellent overall. I was there both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, featured great lineup of speakers and panelists, including Boston Celtics coach Brad Stevens, uh, who amazingly has his Celtics making a playoff run and is now a Coach of the Year candidate. Uh, no one saw this coming. So it was just great to hear Brad Stevens uh, speak, you know, and it was even as I watched uh, the three-point dunk competition from Hinkle Fieldhouse, Butler University, of course, where Stevens coached, uh, drove it home all the more. But here's saying that based on what I saw and heard from Coach Stevens, uh, the Celtics have really landed themselves someone special that I think could be around for a long, long time. And it was just great to listen to him. Uh, and the keynote spoke speaker was uh, inspiring, to say the least, and he has a Celtics background as well. Uh, but it was Kevin Eastman, who is now the VP of Basketball Operations for the L.A. Clippers. He came along with Doc Rivers out to L.A. Uh, from the Celtics, and uh, he was just terrific. It was a corporate CEO-type presentation, uh, and he just really spoke to the audience beautifully, uh, you know, nice energy, but again, a corporate style and, uh, it was really just terrific. And, uh, there were other just great speakers that included, you know, as a host of others, really, uh, coaches, executives from various leagues, sports apparel executives, and it all added up to just really being, you know, a perfect mix with, uh, you know, with the students who were in attendance, students aspiring for careers in the world of sports. So I've attended a few of these conferences, the Ivy League uh, conference last year at Harvard, and uh, they're always great. There's just, uh, you know, when you mix these sports executives uh, celebrities, what have you with, you know, students wanting to break into the industry, not an easy thing to do, uh, mind you, it just really makes for a wonderful, 
wonderful energy and uh, enthusiasm that you just uh, can't get anywhere else. So again, compliments to uh, Justin and Lindsay Kittredge and Babson College for putting on just a terrific conference. 15 minutes from my house, so it was convenient and uh, really, really uh, enjoyable and informative. The other event that I attended this week was Tuesday. I went to the Yukon Pro Day uh, at talk about beautiful uh, college campus, uh, UConn in Storrs, Connecticut, rural Connecticut. It's just beautiful, beautiful campus. And the facilities, uh, football facilities were spectacular. But it was a great pro day. Uh, there were 29 of 32 NFL teams represented, as well as two from Canada. There were nine UConn players participated. And uh the coaches who were there, the high-profile NFL reps included none other than Chip Kelly, coach of the Eagles, Mike Zimmer, coach of the Vikings. And the, uh, the drawing card was clearly the breakout star of the Combine, who, of course, was Byron Jones, who at the Combine in Indianapolis literally set a broad jump world record, which is amazing. And uh, he had a great pro day, um, you know, great 40-yard dash, good in the weight room. And, uh, you know, the other eight players, teammates of Byron Jones's, also had a, impressive performances. So it was just a really, uh, it was my first ever pro day. So I really enjoyed it immensely, the vibe, the energy. It was terrific. And... Uh, yeah, and Byron Jones spoke to the media, as did some of his teammates. Uh, I was very impressed with Byron Jones, very articulate and affable. And uh, again, he, he just burst onto the scene at the Combine. Had an injured shoulder uh, that derailed to a degree his senior year at UConn. And, uh, but now he is looming as uh, just really uh, one of the potential surprise picks of the draft that, you know, really a couple months ago, nobody had really uh, known too well, given the injury and, and whatnot. Uh, but he, again, <laughs> he showed his stuff at the combine and showed his stuff again yet on Tuesday. So it was really, really wonderful. Uh, just really a, gr a great day out there, to say the least. And now, as my former co-host Lee Mont Williams from outside the huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. A.P., how you doing today? Well, I'm doing very well, John. It's nice weather here in South Alabama, about 75, with a slight breeze. It's perfect. Glad to hear it. Well, thank you for joining us, and for the first time in months, I can say uh, it's not sunny, but it's actually in the 60s, in the 60s so Hallelujah. Winter's finally <laughs> departing New England. Uh, so, I know, I know the, the endless winter. Um, so yeah, we're, we're spring fever is is in the air here. And uh, speaking of spring fever, you know, the end of my previous segment, I talked about my first ever pro day out at UConn. And uh, I think you and I had pro days covered on Tuesday because you were at a pretty uh, high-profile one yourself, right? I sure was, John. I, I took a little trek to the east about three and a half hours to Tallahassee, Florida, where Florida State was holding their pro day. Uh, there was all the all the teams were represented. Some head coaches, uh, Sean Payton of New Orleans, and and Todd Bowles of uh, the New York Jets, general manager for the New York Jets. Uh, it, it was quite the spectacle, and it was very crowded. But it was it was all well worth it. You got a chance to see Jameis Winston throw, right? And he threw a lot, right? A hundred and two passes, I believe it was, and and out of those hundred and two, John, uh, I think there was maybe five or six drops, and he missed on a few. He was very accurate, had a strong arm. He was trying to show his footwork. His his quarterback guru led the drill. Uh, George Whitfield Jr. He had these brooms and he would kind of come at him and by his feet and he would make a move to the left or the right and he'd have another uh, person in the drill, uh, 
you know, simulating a pass rush, and he'd move to his left and right and make the throws. And it was quite impressive. Was it? So yeah. the, the million-dollar question or multi-million-dollar question, you know, do you think he is special? I, I think he is. Uh, I think he is, John. He's, the, the Tampa Bay, uh, almost the whole staff was up there. I mean, Lovey Smith, at the end of the, the session, he gave uh, James a big hug. Really? That, if that's, if that's an indication of you think the Tampa Bay will draft I think that's a huge indication. I, I would almost classify that as breaking news here on our show. Uh, I mean, really, that speaks volumes. Was that your interpretation, too? Yeah, that was my interpretation. It was right in front of me, you know, about six, seven feet away. I just noticed that, and I said, my, you know, that, that, that was, I thought it was unusual. If you're thinking about not taking him, then you made that personal gesture on the day that he had his pro day, and he, he looked so impressive. Exactly. No, that's, again, that's huge. I mean, that just, in my mind, practically seals the deal, barring anything unusual happening between now and the draft. I, I Really, I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that you and I and other journalists look for. It's, it's, it's the little things, the little signs that are often speak the loudest. Right, that, that's right. The unsaid, unsaid uh, expressions and uh, and actions by by people, and so, some other things that he mentioned that they, it was noted that he was not going to attend the NFL draft in Chicago. And I, right. I guess I've got one that Mar- Mar- Marcus Mariota mentioned he will not be there as well. But they asked him directly at the little press conference after the session, and he said, "Well, he's." I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think that's really been decided. He made that statement a while back, but I think that's undetermined at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was there. Yeah, that's interesting. I've been wondering about that, particularly when I heard the Mariota news. I mean, for potentially the top two picks of the draft, but mainly the top pick, which is likely going to be Jameis based on what you just said, uh, highly unusual that he would not uh, be going out for, for, for the hug from the commish. You know, it just, I, I don't know when that last happened. Um, I, you know, John, I really can't recall. I probably have to do some research on it, but he did mention, I, I don't think it was that afternoon, but he was going to spend a day with his grandmother in Birmingham, uh, you know, so she could take part in the celebration. So, I don't know, is, the, is he going to stay there in Birmingham where his family is located, or is he going to be attracted by the lure of the lights in, Correct. in that hook from the commissioner? Exactly, yeah. It's, you know, I'm just interested what the NFL's view on it would be, and I can totally appreciate, you know, family and whatnot and celebrating with family as well. So uh, uh, that'll be something to watch. Um well, AP, we have a lot to get to today. The college sports world is, you know, front and center, obviously, Final Four weekend. But uh, back home for you in Alabama, pretty big news yesterday where uh, Wichita State coach Greg Marshall took less money to stay at Wichita State, which he said he wanted to do. 
you know, Alabama opened up the vault, uh, but it didn't, uh, it just wasn't enough. I don't know that anything would have been enough, but they certainly, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, made their play big time to land Greg Marshall, but not to be, right? No, not to be. And, and, a, and a couple of things from that, that uh, pursuit of Greg Marshall, John, I don't know if it was intended, but this is the way I read the tea leaves that Alabama put that word out that it was a very big number over four million dollars. Right. So I heard. in the event that you, you know, struck out on that home run pitch the first time, the word has been put out for every other coach in America that Alabama has some serious numbers to offer uh, a coach interested in being part of the Southeastern Conference and reviving the Alabama program. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a serious big number. I mean, they get an A for effort, to say the least. I don't think, I'm assuming nobody in Alabama can be, you know, upset. I mean, you offer what sounded like three quarters of a million more than what he got. I think he got maybe 3.3 million over seven years, 3.3 million per year over seven years. Uh, so whatever, 22 million from Wichita State, but, you know, he wanted to stay, you know, guy wants to stay, wants to stay. Um, am I correct in assuming that nobody in Alabama is, is upset? No, they're, 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 I think the, the majority of people, I mean, what can you say about Bill Battle's intentions and his effort to, to go out there and visit with Greg Marshall? I mean, a lot of people get caught up, John, in some of these situations where they're saying, well, he should not have went out to Wichita to woo a coach. He wasn't sure he was going to sign on the dotted line. And I'd say, I mean, that in the end, I don't think that matters. I mean, when the next coach is sitting down at the table, you really think he's going to bring that point? Well, you went out to Wichita. You didn't get that coach. I'm going to, what are you, what are you going to do? Have a strike against Bill Battle? I mean, it, it, it's like saying the, when you talk about football games or any competitive event, once the ball goes up, you get that first hit. You don't remember any of these things, but on the competition at hand. And so I, I find that amusing. It's good for fodder and to talk about at the water cooler. Or, but, but the impression is that if someone's offering you $4 million plus, $4 million plus, actually, you're not going to be concerned with those details. I mean, I always use the example of, you know, Pete Carroll. He was around the fifth or sixth choice of USC. Do you think that bothered his ego and what his legacy is that he went out to do and be so successful at USC? Uh, I don't think so. Correct. I couldn't agree with you more, AP. I mean, to me, I'll sum it up very simply. You know, that's his job. <laughs> you know, Bill Battle and every other AD is, you know, if you want something, you jump on a plane and you go after it. If you want somebody... And that's it. I mean, to me, had he not done that, then there might be cause for, you know, uh, complaining. But he did everything he could do, including jumping on a plane to go out and meet with the guy on his home turf. You know, so that's it. Uh, I, I don't even understand any other viewpoint, to be frank. No, no, John, and, and there's a history with Alabama. I mean, you know, Mal more famously took that plane down to Miami on the university plane and tried to meet with Nick Saban and he was not successful initially. And he, he kind of, um, generated a, a, a relationship 
with Nick Saban's wife, and she said, just hang right in there. Don't go away. And he did. And so he, he brought back uh, Nick Saban on the plane. You know, he, he hit the grand slam of all time uh, with when he hired Nick Saban as the football coach to come and revive the Alabama program. So, and there's a saying in the South, John, that when somebody wants to eyeball you, that's a good sign when somebody will travel to come see you in person. You know, that's what C.M. Newton told Rick Pitino when he was up there in New York. He, he, Rick Pitino was on the phone with, phone with C.M. And, and they said, oh, I'm going to come up there and eyeball you. First, Rick Pitino hung up the phone and he turned to his wife and he said, well, I just got off the phone with a gentleman and said he wants to eyeball me. What does that mean? And his wife said, well, I'm from New York. How would I know? <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, well, bottom line, it actually makes me think more highly of Alabama that they would do that. You know, given their ultra high profile, I like the fact that they, you know, get on a plane to go get what they want. They're not feeling high and mighty about themselves like, you know, that someone would be lucky to come there. They're just doing what, uh, you know, what needs to be done to get who they want. So, I mean, that's the way it should be. That's why they're Alabama. And yeah. Yeah, John, I, I would. I would think to me, John. You know, this my personal opinion. I like to see someone in person, and you, you, yourself as well. You get to talk to people on the telephone, but down the road, you're always looking for that opportunity to meet that that individual that you communicated with by email or text or on the telephone. And when you finally meet, there's a there's a strong bond. You know, you don't forget those things. Oh, absolutely. You can't invest more than twenty million in an individual without looking them eye to eye and meeting them and seeing if there's a, a personal chemistry, given how closely an AD and a coach would work together. I mean, it, any other way would be beyond my comprehension. So, you know, again, kudos to Alabama. I, I like that they just went for it in every way possible. And, you know, it's nothing they did. It's just that the man, Greg Marshall, wanted to stay in Wichita State. He's been pretty consistent in saying that. So, you know, good for him. It's just that simple. Yeah, yeah, John, he had two fantastic options. I mean, it's staying right. in Wichita and he increased his salary another million and a half or so. That That's not, not so bad for him and his family as well. But, you know, we you know, Bill Battle and, and the uh, entourage went there you know, and it's good that you're going to see the person's wife and family and get, get a chance to, to see them and, you know, there's evaluate each other. So, yeah, I mean, and, I, and in the end, John, I, I really think that he wanted to stay in Wichita. And, and the reason I say that, you know, his mentors, John, uh, I, I can't say the name correct, John Creaser, Crest from the College of Charleston over there in, in South Carolina. And he's a person that was wooed by many universities across the country, and he chose to stay in that school in South Carolina. So Greg Marshall is about 52 years old. He, he said he's not going to coach forever, and this is a seven-year deal. This will get him to about 60 years old or around there. So it was a perfect situation for him to have Alabama come courting him. One of the Koch brothers, you know, that's the arena. It's named after one of the Koch brothers. Or I guess you're familiar with Koch Industries. Uh, supposedly they got together. I don't know if he was at the golf course, but some influential boosters, and they put together this package to increase his salary. So 
I really think he, he was looking for a reason to stay at Wichita, and they came up with money way beyond, I think, what any mid-major is making. I don't know who else is making that type of money at a mid-major basketball school. Right, and that's a wonderful thing for all mid-majors and college basketball in general. So we're down under a minute to our break, so I have to ask the obvious question. Is there another strong candidate in the pipeline that you're aware of? No, John, there's really not. Uh, one of the people we can talk about later on is uh, maybe uh, Steve Prohm at Murray State. He was a student assistant coach and manager at Alabama, worked himself up to be a Division One coach. Okay, well... This situation obviously bears watching. Uh, I would guess there will be a lot of networking going on uh, in Indianapolis this weekend uh, regarding the next Alabama coach. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think people were, their eyes were open when that offer of over $4 million was made to Greg Marshall. I think there's some people might be interested. Absolutely. Uh, so... Great stuff, as always, AP, but it's time for our break. We still have a lot to get to, and I know you're sticking on the line, so we'll talk about uh, all the other things happening out in Indy and beyond after the break. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we finished up last segment talking about Greg Marshall deciding to stay. 
at his mid-major Wichita State to coach basketball and uh, not taking a bigger offer from one of the top sports programs in America, that, of course, being Alabama. Uh, But on the flip side, last night, breaking news that we had the exact opposite situation where Shaka Smart, who, like Greg Marshall, has led his mid-major team to a Final Four, uh, Shaka Smart, decided to leave his mid-major, VCU, to take a huge offer from one of the top sports programs in America, that being, of course, University of Texas. Uh, Love to hear your thoughts on that one. Uh, I wasn't surprised. It felt like it was Shaka Smart's time. Yeah, I I think the last point you made, John, maybe it was his time because, I mean, he had overtures from – in, in the previous years, UCLA, Southern California, North Carolina State, Maryland, Marquette, Illinois, Wake Forest. Those are those are some pretty interesting things, uh, you know, for him to be considered for those positions. But I guess the timing was right. And of course, Texas. Everybody always if there's an opening there, people always say that's the best job in the, the, that particular sport because they have the resources. There's no no lack of funds. So and, and then. You know, they hired Charlie Strong in the football, so already the T-shirts are becoming available, I guess. They're, we're Texas, we're smart. strong and smart. And then strong on the smart, back, we're course. smart and strong, I guess. I don't know. Why didn't so, I think of that? Uh, that's beyond obvious. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, and let's not yeah. forget for a second that Texas has something that I believe no one else has, a little thing called the Longhorn Network. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a differentiator a right there, on, big time. Yeah, you can take a day off on recruiting, right, John, and uh, take something, just put it out there for a day or two, right? Absolutely. You you cannot, in my mind, overstate the importance of that. You really can't. I mean, it's just no one else has their own network, no other college. And, uh, you know, that's it. I, I'm guessing that that was a major factor. But I've been to Austin. I'm guessing you have, too, and... It's a pretty special place to boot. That's not to say that some of the jobs he turned down previously, especially uh, Westwood section of Los Angeles, a little school known as UCLA, isn't nice as well. But Austin is really, I mean, it's a behemoth. You know, when I think biggest college sports programs in America, I think three just come right to mind. And it's simply Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. I put them on a level, frankly, above everybody else rightly or wrongly, but that's how I view it. Yeah, John, and think of this this uh, notion as well, that he's coming into the, a program that's made the tournament 16 out of 17 years. Correct. There you go. Well said. Um, uh, right. It, it's a, there's, a, there's a, a very good program already in place, courtesy of Coach Rick Barnes. Who landed at Tennessee, by the way? Let's SEC. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. Rick Barnes. I mean, I think he'll do. You know, he's he's done well wherever he's been. And I don't think. Yeah, I think he'll do fine at Tennessee because he, that's a fan base that they like to get close to their coach. He's a very personable uh, individual, and it's about three, two, three hours from his hometown, Hickory, North Carolina. So. Uh, that was a good fit, and I'm glad he landed on his feet. Me too. And isn't his wife like within 
grew up within 15 minutes of Knoxville. Is that accurate? Uh, you know, I'm not positive, but I think she went to school. That I, could, I could say that. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, I mean, good for them. Um, I, I think, you know, win-win-wins all around. I really believe that, you know. Uh, but just really two sides of the same coin, to, to put it mildly. Uh, a mid-major coach stays instead of going to a big school, and a mid-major coach leaves to go to the big school. And uh, both have taken their teams to the Final Four. So, you know, I think that just has uh, been fascinating to watch. And another fascinating story to watch this week has been uh, looping back to Alabama has been, of course, the situation with, uh, you know, with Jonathan Taylor and the accusations of domestic violence and just the whole thing and Nick Saban's, you know, press conference and the follow-up and really a, a pretty fascinating week or two in that regard on, you know, just the hot-button subjects of all hot-button subjects these days, to, and rightfully so. Yeah, John, uh, to begin with, you know, bringing Jonathan Taylor from the University of Georgia after he had a, a pending uh, felon still to be decided in the, like a domestic violence case and then another incident with a um, uh, a check-catching issue or, you know, it, it's a financial issue that he overstepped his bounds, uh, you know. So that was two things that he had at Georgia. And when he, when he, came, when he came to Alabama, you know, the media here, they kind of questioned Nick Saban, and he got on the podium and just, you know, pontificated about how he's going to give somebody a second chance. And, you know, we're all for giving second chances. And then less than, let's say, three months, he's on campus, and we have this charge last Saturday evening that he there was another domestic violence incident. So that was a firestorm to begin with. And then you proceed a couple of days later that the uh, the uh, alleged victim comes forward to the police and recants her statement that she she made up the entire story because she thought he was uh, involved with somebody else. So, and, and you know, right there you're thinking to yourself, well, we we dismissed him from the team immediately. Alabama did. Well, are we going to have to bring him back on the team? But they made a quick statement saying, you know, he's he's not in school anymore. He, he won't have any chance for a readmission. So Nick Saban didn't have to uh, cross that tough bridge. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm going to say what I said in the first segment, referring to the uh, <laughs> the the controversial law in Indiana that's being quote fixed. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. You know, and, and I'm referring now, of course, to the Alabama uh, situation. It's bizarre, uh, to say the least. Um, and, you know, no winners here, that's for sure. I mean, this is one of those where just everybody looks bad. He, you know, Nick Saban didn't make any friends with how he handled it. Jonathan Taylor's, you, you know, whole situation, you, you know, past few years, shall we say, completely brought to light in the spotlight. And of course, the young woman who literally, according to what I read in the paper this morning, said the uh, bruises on her neck were self-inflicted. I mean, it's just sad is the word I would use across the board. Yeah, the, the behavior people will resort to, to 
be vindictive is um, is is at the very least sad. Sad. That's the only word I can really, you know, attach to this. Um, so you know, uh, never a dull moment. That's for sure. Uh, and you know, I must say that I'm sitting here watching the. Duke team practice in the final four and it brings back great memories. They're down at Lucas oil stadium. Cause a few years ago I was at the Duke practice, uh, at the NCAA Eastern regional. And I think we all have a perception of Duke. Uh, and that I'll never forget it. That all the other teams practice. I think it was Pitt, uh, among others, uh, high profile teams and Duke came out and the, there was like a thousand people watching the other teams. And then all of a sudden it was 5,000 in the Boston garden. And they come out and put on a show like the globe trotters, the last thing in the world I, or anybody else expected from Duke Duncan, just absolutely fascinating. Unlike the other teams, which just did their sort of normal practice. And then I'll never forget where coach K just took the mic and literally addressed the crowd sort of one on 5,000. You know, thanking them for coming, saying people like us in the tendons who, you know, quote, came to the practices, you, you know, were what made college basketball special. And so just a lot of memories as, as I literally am looking at Duke practice right now at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. I'll never forget that. And I've always perceived Duke differently. I later interviewed Coach K for Armchair General Magazine and told him that story, which he greatly enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's going to be a fun final four weekend, which, you know, we can get into, you know, soon after the break, a lot to talk about there too. Yeah, John, it's always a great weekend. I think Saturday is the best day in that event. Absolutely. I, I put it, uh, you know, right there with, you know, behind Super Bowl weekend and maybe what is my favorite sports weekend of the year, which is sports day of the year, which is, uh, you know, the day of the AFC and NFC championship games to decide who goes to the Super Bowl. I say that because I've been to five or six of them here at Gillette Stadium, so I'm a pretty lucky guy. Uh, but, you know, to me, uh, tomorrow, those two games are Top three American sports calendar every year. Top three sports days for sure. Yeah, everyone looks looks forward to this this particular Saturday and and you know right near Easter, so it's always a good event. Exactly. Uh, well, AP, we got to talk about it. So why don't we take our break now and we'll get into some of the uh, Final Four chatter on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of BAM Magazine. And uh, based on what I just said before the break, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, the Final Four, especially the two games tomorrow night, evening, which I cannot wait for. Super high-profile coaches and teams. And, uh, you know, it's college basketball royalty will be on uh, display tomorrow night. Uh I think you agree, AP. One of the one of the best nights of the year, correct? Oh yeah, and John, you said the Royal team. You know, Kentucky's on a tear. You know, they've been right at the top for ever since Calipari arrived. And then you have the two Big Ten teams, and then you have Duke of the ACC, the perennial Final Four uh, entrant. Exactly. Um... Yeah, again, it really is royalty, both on the coaches' front and, you know, the programs that they've built. And uh, it is going to be great. Um, you know, Krzyzewski versus Tom Izzo. I mean, how good is that? And uh, and then on the flip side, you, you know, it's probably a little more about the, the teams than the coaches where you have Bo Ryan and Calipari, but, you know, just spectacular Kentucky and Wisconsin teams. Uh, it's really all you could ever hope for, for, you know, the Saturday night of final four weekend to put it mildly. I think it's just going to be terrific. And Frank Kaminsky, uh, you know, he's a fascinating fellow to say the least. Uh, you know, he's had some slow starts, but he sure came up big time last weekend. And, uh, he, clearly, he's the X factor with Kentucky, and how are they going to defend him? Willie Colley, Stein, and what have you, one of the great defenders in recent memory. It's going to be interesting. Are they going to go at him to try to get him in foul trouble? I think that, you know, there's a big storyline there. So it is going to be fun. And I got to see Wisconsin uh, in that NCAA Eastern Regional. and couple years back here in Boston and listened to Bo Ryan, you know, two or three different press conferences. So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're a team of great interest to me, to say the least. Yeah, John, and, and as far as the matchup is concerned, you know, Wisconsin's big people are comfortable on the perimeter. Uh, and when you start the game, what is your first you know, priority? 
are you going to attack from the perimeter to see if you can make some shots from the outside, or are you going to try to get the ball in the low post so Kaminsky can operate and draw some fouls? Uh, I, I think, you know, if, if right away they're not making the outside shot, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to uh, get the ball down low because you can, you can double-team them easier if you're not making your outside shot. So that, that'll be, uh, I think, one of the keys of the game is, is Wisconsin making those outside shots where they're going to they're gonna mix, mix their uh, offensive sets to go outside sometime, inside the next time, keep them off balance defensively. Exactly. Yes. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, and just to be fair, I also want to say that, you know, I went down to Mohegan Sun, Connecticut for Thanksgiving classic, uh, and saw Kentucky play Penn state, uh, where, where, and I grew up in that area. Uh, but you know, I got to see big blue nation in (laughs) the woods of Connecticut and went to John Calipari's press conference, which I'll never forgot. And, so, you know, so I have a vested interest in this game. I've literally attended press conferences with both coaches, seen both teams play, and their fans, which are both awesome. And, you know, say what you want about John Calipari, what I learned that day, and I like him because he's, like me, a Western Pennsylvania boy. Um, you know, he is who he is, and he doesn't care what people think, and I give him a lot of credit for that. He, he just... And I, that's what I, that was my take home that day when I watched him, uh, you know, give his post-game press conference in person. And he certainly hasn't changed, has he? No, John, I don't, I, I think he, he, he's very, uh, has tough skin and he just, you know, the, all the, the comments and whatever they may be, he just lets them slide off his back. He's just satisfied to be a Kentucky and leading his team to the Final Four every year, he has convinced all these very good players to come into the program and uh, submit to his style of play and his coaching and also his substitution pattern. Most young guys, the, the first thing they're concerned about is the playing time and how many shots they're going to be able to attempt in someone's offense. But for some reason, he's been able to uh, have the, the athletes set their sight on a bigger goal of winning a championship and getting to the NBA quickly. Exactly, yes. Uh, they probably play half the minutes at Kentucky that they would at literally any other school. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I can't go too far. I really want to get your thoughts on the, you know, Kentucky-Notre Dame game. As I said right off the top at the, sh- at the beginning of the show, I thought it was one of the greatest games ever played i thought it was an all-time classic truly edge of my seat down to literally the final second if not beyond when the ball uh you know uh the notre dame last shot was an air ball i guess or i don't think it hit the rim but whatever it didn't win we know that uh what'd you think i thought it was an all-timer john i thought the execution by both of the teams was was terrific uh, yep. Notre Dame was able to uh, run that pick and roll on the outside and get the Kentucky big people to uh, guard on the perimeter, and then they'd throw by them. You know, Notre Dame, their players can all shoot, drive to the basket, and they can pass. So that was their strength, and they used them effectively throughout the game. On the offensive end, on the defensive end, 
I thought there were times that they probably could have doubled down to to help uh, the, the Notre Dame big people stop Towns, and he he really was getting the ball so close to the bucket that would have surprised me if he didn't score. But regardless, you you, you can you know quibble about Mike Bray's uh, scheme. He he had his team right there at the last shot. Uh, ready to win the game. Exactly. Yes, it was a great game. Towns was indeed unstoppable, literally. Uh, and again, you can't ask for anything more in a game. And Coach Mike Bray, no, no quibbling whatsoever. He came in with a game plan as prepared as you would ever see any team anywhere. Totally prepared to pull the upset, and you know. They, they took it as deep as you can go. So uh, I just loved it. Uh, it was one of those rare games, super hyped up, and it delivered in every way possible in, in my mind. I thought it was just really a, an all-time classic. Yeah, that game, John, I really enjoyed watching every every moment. I, I didn't want to switch to any, to any other games or channels or, you know, it caught my attention. And I think Kentucky, that second half, Everything went inside the paint. I think they took three or four shots from the outside. They made every single one. I don't, I don't remember them missing any shots from the outside in the second half. No, well, no, they were nine for nine in the final ten minutes of the game, I believe. Again, everybody performed. You know, it wasn't about mistakes or any of that. It was teams going out and, you know, winning. And just before we leave, we're under uh, under two minutes here, AP. Uh it's not only the men's Final Four in Indianapolis, it's also the women's Final Four. And being on the UConn campus on Tuesday uh, for their pro day, a uh, lot of excitement for UConn. You talk about the team going for history. Uh, UConn's going for history big time. And Gino R.E.M., of course, in the news this week with calling men's basketball a joke. But uh, I have you and I have strong Connecticut ties. We, we, you think they're bringing it home on Tuesday night? I mean, is there any doubt? Yeah, yeah, well, I have yet to see a team, I think, that could match their firepower. They, they, they have so many players that can score, John, and they put up so many points. You, you just can't beat them with a defensive effort. You've got to have the same type of firepower to match them and hope, hope they're on a night where they're not making all the shots. All right. Well, it was shocking to see them behind at halftime, but they delivered in the second half against Dayton. And AP, thank you as always for your great perspective and expertise and uh, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you, John. My pleasure. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.